Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Potluck Podcast. I am Jared Cornut, and I am all alone. Uh, neither Alan or Matt can join us this week. Matt is out in Gadsden, Alabama, my hometown, where he is preaching at School of the Prophets, uh, a great conference put on by the DOM Craig Carlisle out there. And uh, Alan has some family stuff that he had to attend to this afternoon, so it's just me. So this may be the shortest or the longest, the best or the worst of the Pilot Podcast. We'll find out as we go along, but I thank you for listening and tuning in. I missed you last week. I was at Together for the Gospel in Louisville, Kentucky with my staff at Pilot Park Baptist Church, and we had a great time. And we heard some great messages along the way, uh, including from the Southern Baptists like H.B. Charles and Juan Sanchez and... Uh, Mark Dever and Greg Gilbert. It was a great time, and there was a lot of focus on the unity that we have in the gospel. This is what T4G is about. This was, of course, the final T4G uh, that we will ever have. And um, it was just a refreshing time. H.P. Charles uh, preached early on in the week. He had this one statement that just blew me away. You cannot faithfully serve the gospel if you do not personally savor the gospel. I thought that was a a great message. Of course, um, uh, Greg Gilbert was there from Third Avenue Baptist Church in Louisville. And, of course, you may know of him through um, a lot of uh, uh, his working with Nine Marks. And uh, he told us that unity lives where self-regard dies. And self-regard dies at the foot of the cross. And I thought that was another powerful statement that uh, Greg talked about. uh, A word that we could hear as Southern Baptist. And then uh, David Platt preached on Wednesday, former president of the International Mission Board, McLean Bible Church in Virginia, uh, where he pastors now. I think they are affiliated with SBC in some way. I could be wrong on that, but I think they are. Um, And David said, if we're not living and dying to make disciples of unreached nations, then we're disobeying the Great Commission and disregarding the goal of God. But by God's grace, you and your church have a unique and significant part to play in seeking all the nations in joy and exalt God. It was a powerful message. In fact, uh, David's is probably the one that I enjoyed the most. It was quite convicting. Uh, I would recommend to you if um, you want to go back and watch any of those messages. They're archived online. They're free to watch. Go, go and watch David's message. Uh, it's typical David Platt talking about going to the unreached, but I think it's a message that needs to be heard. And he had a word that maybe wasn't targeted at Southern Baptist, but I thought it was good for Southern Baptist to hear. And it was simply this. Uh, we can either fight hell for the nations, or we can fight while the nations go to hell. And uh, it's just a call for unity. We seems like right now in our convention and across the uh, – across the uh, SBC and even across evangelicalism as a whole in the United States. There's a lot of fighting that is happening. Uh, and the world is watching, and many in the world, billions of fact, who have never heard of the gospel, have never heard of Jesus Christ, are dying and going to hell. And so that was a, a good reminder. Uh, Dever helped close out the conference. He did not have the final word. Uh, Ligon Duncan was able to have that. Uh, but Mark Dever, uh, with a powerful word uh, that he preached uh, from Second uh, Samuel, uh, he said that Jesus has come to serve uh, as no one else has ever served us. He is the ultimate example of a good king. Uh, he, he was uh, preaching from David's last words. And then Lincoln Duggan had a great message uh, tying 
on the Old Testament and the New Testament. Sean Lynn uh, preached, uh, man, probably my second favorite sermon of the week was Sean Lynn's. And he, he, the fictional thing that he said, you know, you're going to love doctrine and you can love theology, but that doesn't mean that you love Jesus. Uh, and I think that's a good word for us to hear. You can love doctrine, you love theology all you want, but if it doesn't flesh out in loving Jesus, uh, then we've got it wrong. So T4G, it was a great week. It was great to see many of my Southern Baptist friends and friends outside the SBC as well. Uh, the only thing I've complained about is uh, not, a, not, a, not a lot of great food selection uh, in Louisville, especially not uh, right around the convention center. But all in all, it was, a, it was a great time for some of my staff. They'd never been to a conference like that. And so it's kind of sad to see T4G go, uh, but we had a great time at the conference. And um, go back and watch some of the messages online if you, if you didn't get to participate anyway uh, at all. Well, this past Sunday in the SBC was Baptism Sunday, April 24th. In fact, uh, one of our uh, guys running for SBC president, Don Maskell, raised a question. He didn't even know we had a, a, a Baptism Sunday. Maybe you don't know that we have Baptism Sunday. And look, uh, my prayer is that out of the 52 Sundays that we have a year at Plymouth Park, I pray that every one of them would be a Baptism Sunday. But that's not the reality of where our church is at right now. But we did have a baptism yesterday. It was very unique. Uh uh, what we did. So if you don't know a lot about our church, we have uh, an English congregation and a Spanish congregation. And the English congregation financially supports and helps the Spanish congregation who's trying to reach Spanish speakers, pre predominantly Mexicans and El Salvadorians that live in the proximity of our church. Uh, and it's a, it's a mission of our church and they're a part of us. And um, they meet at the same time that we meet. And it's, it's interesting. Their pastor, Pastor Isol Villalobos, is preaching at the pastor's conference uh, in Anaheim. This summer, he and I preach the same text every week. Now, we don't preach the same sermon. We write our own sermons. We get together. We talk about main ideas, make sure we're on the same page. But uh, we preach it on to the context that we're preaching to. Uh, and he had a, a young man uh, named Ricky, a young adult, who um, uh, professed faith in Christ. And Israel's been discipling him for a few months. And we had the opportunity to baptize him, baptize him this Sunday. The, the unique thing was, is how do we do this? Uh, because both services meet at the same time, and there is no baptistry where they meet in our chapel. Do we bring the Spanish congregation in at the beginning or at the end of the service and then uh, baptize and either dismiss them? Or, it just felt like it would be very weird to do that, either to bring them in and have the baptism and then send them back to their service that they have, or... Uh, to bring them at the end of our service and then try to like, preserve seats or something like that. We didn't, we didn't know how to do this. And so what we did, uh, Tyler Armstrong, our pastor of discipleship, had this great idea. Was, uh, we have a horse trough here at the church that we've used for baptisms before, and we, we set that up outside. We have a beautiful courtyard in our church. It's, it's really beautiful trees and plants, and uh, it's a, really an area we don't utilize a whole lot because how do you – utilize this on a, on a regular consistent basis and uh we filled it up and we dismissed both congregations outside and we gathered around outside and we sang there is a fountain in english and spanish one voice united together and and then we all observed uh ricky's baptism and it was in fact great because we encouraged all the parents to go to the nursery and get any of their children for and under who go to the nursery to come out and watch that and use that as a discipleship opportunity with their children and then we sent the doxology together. Man, it was just such a beautiful moment of the two congregations gathered together. Uh, yes, there is some language barrier there, but the symbolism of what happened, buried 
the Christ's baptism, raised the walk in the news of life. We all saw what happened. We all celebrated together. And that was such a cool moment for our church. And uh, maybe your church baptized this past Sunday. I, there's a really neat Baptist Press article uh, entitled Always the Right Time for Baptism. Um, and it's a story of a church in Glasgow, uh, Kentucky, uh, where uh, Ernie Carter is the pastor, uh, about a couple named Evelyn and Bernice. And Evelyn uh, has been a faithful member and a tender uh, of, uh, of this church in Kentucky, uh, where Ernie is the, as the pastor. And, uh, and during the pandemic, uh, because they're older, she stopped coming. They were watching online on TV. And she'd been praying for her husband, Bernice, for 67 years they've been married that he would come to know Christ. And uh, Ernie went and visited with Bernice, who was 93, uh, many times over the years, shared the gospel with him, totally unresponsive, until a few weeks ago. Carter said that Evelyn told him that her husband began to faithfully watch the services with her. And a few weeks ago, members of the church visited by bringing them food as part of the community outreach program. And while at the home, Bernice was ready to make the decision to give his life to Christ at the age of 93 years old. And so uh, he came to the church where he was baptized prior to Baptism Sunday, took Lord's Supper, uh, and uh, it was just a moving, moving, moving moment. Uh, Carter was quoted as saying, pastors often talk about it's never too late. But to actually see this man at 93 come to the spiritual realization and then want to publicly profess his faith in Christ, it was a joy. It overwhelmed me with emotions. It renewed the strength of my church members' prayers for their own lost loved ones. What a, a beautiful sight for that to happen, uh, take place uh, there. And then there was a story of uh, Ina Campbell Reed who began attending Grace Fellowship Church, a, uh, a church for all the nations in West Palm Beach, Florida, when a friend invited her. Campbell Reed, 92 years old, grew up as a Methodist uh, in Jamaica, was never baptized by immersion. Uh, she was baptized by immersion at Grace Fellowship Church. And uh, she told Baptist Press that she was glad she made that decision. She said, I want to encourage anyone else in the church to get baptized because everyone at church is very nice and they will treat you well, and she was following the obedience to being baptized by immersion. We believe that Southern Baptist, 92 years old, 93 years old, it's never too late. So, uh, those of you who may be ministering and meeting with uh, church members of your spouses who don't seem uh, to respond, who are unresponsive, who want nothing to do, keep plowing, keep sharing the gospel with them, keep going to them. And, and, and praying for them in your private time, but let them know you're praying that you will come to realization and know Jesus. Because if these two, 92 years old, 93 years old, Kentucky and Florida, if that can happen, then it can happen in your context too. We believe that God has the people who will hear and believe the gospel, so be faithful and preach that, and that he will call them. Uh, and so, man, what, what, a, what a cool story. So if you had baptism Sunday uh, at your church this past week, I rejoice with you. What a, what a wonderful thing. Uh, that lives were changed, like we saw at Plymouth Park this past Sunday. Like we, We've seen these churches in Kentucky and Florida. And if your church didn't, that's okay too. Keep plowing. Keep sharing the gospel. Keep doing those things uh, and making much of Jesus because we really believe that Jesus changes everything. So check that out. Uh, keep pursuing that. And I pray that you'll see baptism soon at your church. Not that you rush it or anything like that, but faithfully preach the word, pray for the people, and see people respond and believe. 
Uh, last thing that I want to mention, uh, it looks like this will be a shorter episode of the Potluck Podcast because I've got nobody to banter with or ask questions with, but I think this is important for Southern Baptists. First Baptist Church of Keller, that's kind of in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, is going to host a candidate forum with uh, the three men running for SBC president, Tom Askell, Bart Barber, and Robin Hadaway. Uh, this will be taking place on Wednesday, May the 4th at noon. Um, that's where that's where that's going to happen. Uh, Joe Woodall and Tony Richmond, both uh, of FBC Keller, have uh, set this event up. Uh, Pastor Keith Sanders says the church was happy to host the event, knowing that these godly men will just demonstrate how to converse, agree, and disagree in Christian love with civility. Uh, Sanders feels that Southern Baptists should be a light to the world, first with the gospel, but also in how we relate to each other in public discussion. So, of course, we'll be voting on one of these men in Anaheim um, to be our next SBC president. The candidate forum, like I said, will start at noon, and Woodall believes that it will be good for the SBC members uh, and friends to hear candidates answer uh, answers on how to encourage evangelism and missions, what they would prioritize, and how to best navigate denominational and cultural challenges in coming months. Uh, while questions for the candidates will not be taken from the audience, which doors will open at 1130 for that, or for live stream viewers, so you can watch this online as well. Uh, if you want to, you can submit a question beforehand by emailing SBC 2022 President questions at gmail.com that is sbc 2022 president questions questions plural at gmail.com and so uh, opportunity to watch that that's going to be streamed i'm assuming by first baptist keller uh and there'll be links i'm sure out there for that uh but if you're in the dallas fort worth area doors on 11 30 at first keller you can go participate in that i think i'm gonna go do that next wednesday seems like a good use of my time uh to go and do something like that we didn't have those other culture topics today i didn't think of one it's usually matt or alan that come up with one of those uh i will say uh one of uh the favorite pastimes of america is baseball and while we were in louisville i went toward the louisville slugger uh factory and museum and i did indeed Go and buy myself a World Series commemorative Louisville Slugger bat honoring the 2021 Atlanta Braves, a Southern team, for winning their first World Series since 1995. Second in my lifetime. Thrilled to, to see that. And while we were in Louisville, they're getting ready for the Kentucky Derby. We could probably talk about that. That's a Southern culture thing. Thousands of people getting dressed up in their finest to watch horses run around in the mud will be quite exciting. But uh, I don't want to talk about that by myself. So thanks for joining us at the Potluck. Uh, make sure that you're pursuing sharing the gospel, evangelism, to see baptisms happen in your church. Uh, we want to see those things happen. Go back and watch some T4G. Uh, see what was going on today. There were some great messages. Actually, every one of them was great. You, you would be ex exhorted and encouraged by me to listen to any of those. I think it would edify you. Um, and so, uh, and also check out First Baptist Keller uh, next Wednesday, May 4th at noon for the SBC President Forum. Submit a question at SBC 2022 President Questions at gmail.com. I hope you had your feel, had your full. Thanks for joining me at the potluck this time. Join us next time. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.